Hello, boys and ghouls. Welcome to a special episode of Dads from the Crypt. My name is Jason. Today, I'm getting the word out about an upcoming event called Tales from the Crypt, Theater of Mystery. Joining me to talk about is the producer and director of the event, Ben Dicko. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, so this event is happening very soon, Monday the 23rd at 7.30 at the Dynasty Typewriter Theater in Los Angeles. Yep. Uh, just to get the basics up front, but please tell me about the event. Oh, man. Um, so this is our annual Halloween show, Tales from the Crypt Halloween show. Um, we So it kind of came together last minute. We've had a regular gig at theater and play for, let's say, eight years or something like that. And they're doing some fundraising, so we couldn't get in for a spot because obviously there's a bunch of EC. Tales from Crypt fans is our favorite holiday. Um, and then we were able to do this like super amazing last minute show at Dynasty Tiger. Um, and it's so we, the Capture Real Fantasy Theater is the theater company. That's my company. And we put on all kinds of stuff. Our stock and trade is we take old comics, mostly pre code, and turn them into multimedia shows. Uh, we project the art, we perform mm -hmm. the dialogue as an old radio show, we have live sound effects, live music some little effects on stage and things like that. And then there's, there's, we usually string together about you know, three or four different stories in an evening. And in between, we've got, uh, you know, we've got songstress, we've got some little bits that we do. We interpret ads from comics and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, I will say, that's one of my favorite things about reading the old EC comics is seeing the ads. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're the unheralded, because nobody ever puts the ads in any of the uh, compilations compilations or anything mm -hmm. like that um anyway, so we do that for all kinds of comics for all kinds of themes but uh tales from the crypt is our tales from the crypt actually ec stories are the exclusive rights to perform the entire ec catalog wow. live on stage which is super fun and uh and so yeah we've done obviously horror is a big mainstay but we've done you know weird science and science fiction stories we've taken things from uh, some of the love comics and, and stuff like that that's awesome um can you sh share any of the um com specific comics you're going to be doing or at least maybe give us a teaser sure sure uh, you don't have to give yeah, away the whole thing i won't give away the whole thing but uh we are uh, midnight mess is mm. uh, is a big it's a good one you know, one of the things that we try to do in these is really pull out the unintended and sometimes intended comedy that's in the EC stories. Yes. You know, one of the beauties of EC is that, um, is that yeah, these are historic, horrific, gory stories, but they are hilarious, hilarious. And uh, we really try to pull that out. So Midnight Mass has got some gems of comedy uh, in addition to, you know, draining somebody of their blood. Um, yeah, well, it's, it's it's very interesting because a lot of these are even unintentionally funny in hindsight, you know, given yes. 50 or so years or whatever of context. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, like one of my favorites is Lower Birth, where they're able to <laughs> find a blind priest in the middle of the night to marry a mummy. and uh, Exactly, exactly. I'm um, like, wow, what a time to be alive when that was a th if that was a thing. I know, I know. Um, you know, I mean, EC was super progressive too, as far as mm -hmm. like Gucci comics and stuff, and, and serious about it. But also, you know, these were a bunch of guys you know, seven years ago now, and yeah. so the way that they write women is 
not cool, but also hilarious if you do it the right way. So, I mean, you know, so our motto at Captured Oral Fantasy Theater is to give old comics a modern voice. Um, so Sorry, I have my own sound effect. It's good. Um, so, anyway, yeah, so we try to give old comics a modern voice. And so, we, you know, we really try to underline, like, these are historic pieces, and this is what the world was like 70 years ago. And at the same time, these stories are super timeless. Um, I mean, you've got an entire podcast empire devoted to these things that were written seven years ago. So, um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a, that content is so richly rich to mine. It's like, mm-hmm. and especially, you know, middle of spooky season, the height of spooky season is the perfect time to get out. It's, it's funny because I, I I live in LA as well, and um I've never been a big theater person, but apparently that's where the where it is for horror. Because I went to the Exorcist musical like oh, a yeah. month ago, and I had a huge blast with that. So um, I guess that's that's the thing now. Yeah, you know, actually, it's funny. The I mean, LA is like the greatest theater. Sorry, the greatest, greatest theater. It is a great theater town. LA is the greatest Halloween town. Yeah, in the world. it's you've got you know, special effects people and people are interested. I mean, it's just an amazing place. We have a, you know, 365 day a year Halloween town store in Burbank. Like there's mm-hmm. no other place like that. Um, and so I feel like the beauty of being in LA during this time of year is that you get horror in all kinds of different ways, right? There's theater stuff. There's the home haunts. People go all out and like yeah. completely go crazy with their, uh, with their yards. And yeah, it's just, it's an amazing place to be. Um, we participate a lot in Midsummer Scream, which is mm-hmm. become, I think, the largest horror convention in the country. Um, and, you know, there's that whole thread in Midsummer Scream, which is all horror theater. It's amazing. Were you at um, Seasons Screamings last year? Or you just do the main yeah, one the, in the summer? The December one, right? Yeah, we yeah. did Season Screamings. Um, we've been doing Midsummer Scream since the beginning. We had to skip this past August because. Well, Comic Con was the week. It's usually Comic Con is the week before, and we were down at Comic Con for that we've been previously doing two panels and shows and could not fit in uh, Midsummer um, into this year. But yeah, we were at season screenings. Uh, there was the Cemetery Lane uh, that the same group does, uh, which yeah, is like okay. a week event. Uh, yeah, we try to we try to get around. That's awesome. Now, yeah, you've been to you've done events at Comic Con for the last couple of years, and that's why I first you first kind of popped them uh, popped mm-hmm. up on my radar with your William Gaines uh, performance. Tell me about that. Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, this has been a project that's been in my head for since for twenty plus years or something like that. Um, this is a full on Broadway style musical called Tales from the Comic Book Crackdown. And it tells the story of EC and Bill Gaines and the comic book controversy of 1954. That um, takes place from about the fall of 53 through the summer of 54, uh, you know, dramatizing his backstory and what went up to April 21st uh, with a lot of music and a lot of singing and a lot of dancing. Um, really fortunate to be able to work with Gaines's family to mm-hmm. you know to kind of bring this thing to life. Um, and I feel like I have to say, like when I first started working on this twenty plus years ago, it was really because I came across the um, you know the transcripts of the fifty four hearing the Senate hearings, 
and realize like, oh my God, this is just, all we have to do is like read this. It's so totally ridiculous. Right. And then they, you know, specifically call out stories in it. And then we just kind of jump out of the transcript and do a story. And then we jump back in and all that. Kind of stuff. And so we've done tons of iterations of this as, as a straight show. Um, but I think to really get the flavor of the sort of insanity and creativity of what was going on in EC at that time and how the, you know, the hammer came down swiftly, um, some sort of a full-blown musical is the only way to do it. <laughs> in its own way, in, in, in the EC way, it makes total sense. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, you know, it's funny. An inspiration for me, the, uh, shoot, I can't remember the, the, I can't remember the title, but the cover with the arm that's hanging from in the subway, you know, the arm that's hanging in the subway, mm. um, that to me is such a hilarious image um, that that, is, that was the inspiration for the musical stuff. It's just like, if you can be that insane and funny at the same time, yeah, it's musical, why not? Yeah, I mean, it's what's funny is I was watching, I was just going through my regular Halloween watching rotation. I was watching yeah, Evil yeah. Dead 2 the other day. <laughs> and I was watching, and then and then I always like to watch the making of features afterwards. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and, the, and basically, I, I came to my, the realization that, you know, they were kind of remaking Evil Dead 1, but they didn't want to do a straight remake. So what do you do? <laughs> you add in Three Stooges. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, that's the only way you can go with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I want to give up give away too much from the musical but we do the the three galunatics play mm -hmm. an important role of pushing the story along um and they they have a whole other persona in the in the show so um, that's awesome yeah the uh the the real pride yeah. and joy of the uh, ec comics um now when will i have a chance to see this when, when's oh. the next performance so all right we we are shooting for a spring, um, spring movie. Uh, well, yeah, a spring sort of version of it. Uh, and we're, we want to do it as a uh, sort of as a workshop reading kind of a thing. So full band, we'll do the music and all that stuff, but we're not going to do blocking and sets and everything. Yeah. Um, and the idea that um, we want to get that out there in the spring because April twenty first, twenty twenty four is the 70th anniversary of that setting. Oh, um, there you so go. we we really want to make a big deal about it next year. Um, uh, we really want to make a big deal about it in the summertime. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, with all of the crazy book banging stuff that's happening around the country, yes. there is no better time to tell this story and to uh, and to get it out there. Yeah, well, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, I've always. I, I, I'd say it would take me something very big to get me to go to Comic Con. Just it just seems like such a circus. <laughs> So it is, but that, you were there. No, I've were never you? been. I'm saying that oh, I'm, I'm just too, I'm like, I don't want to deal with all that. That's too, that's too much humanity in one place. Yes. Uh, pushing their way through. So um, it's very interesting you talk about that because people have been one, you know, as someone who's talks a lot about tail snicker, people keep asking, mm -hmm. Oh, what would you do? Or what do you want a remake of the show? And I'm like, I, I don't think I'd want a straight remake. This, I've I mentioned oh. this many times. I don't think you can quite capture what was captured in 89, Absolutely. early 90s. Mm -hmm. What I want is Mad Men yes. uh, set in EC Comics. Yes. I agree. And I think that, um, I feel like, I mean, listen, we both seem to be very creative people. I can't imagine that we are the only ones who have thought about that before. Yeah. Um, 
but I think, you know, one of the things that, so putting the musical together, I think one of the things that really struck me is that what was happening in the office at the time. Mm -hmm. We do spend some time is it's, it wasn't, I mean, Bill was a larger than life figure, totally the star, put himself out there. Maybe who knows why he did it, put himself out there and became the punching bag for entire industry. But all those, all those talents that were in that room oh, or yeah. in that office, um, they all have crazy stories themselves. They're the, the atmosphere there. I mean, who doesn't want to work in a place that's like lightning in a bottle for mm -hmm. you know, four or five years? It's just such a crazy place. So I agree. I think, I think the management approach would be awesome. Um, I also feel like back and forth between, you know, kind of like what we do in, mm -hmm. in shows is kind of uh, you know, some historic stuff or have something yes. like sort of straight and then you pull out and you do a story that's related to whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, the way I would envision it is like three timelines where you yeah. have the starting of EC Comics, the trial, and then flash, flash to the 90s or the yeah, early yeah, 90s course. when they're starting the TV show. Because those sure. are all three, like, the main through lines sure. of how sure. they influence each other. You know, if, and I know you're the interviewer, but I want to ask you a question. Yeah, um, sure. Now, did you come at this through the TV show, or were you a fan of the comics? And then, yeah, no, I definitely was more of I would say more of a fan, but that that, that was my entry into it. Um, you know, well, as, as definitely the podcast is more about is more dedicated to the TV show. But as we watch an episode, we look at the comic and see how they compare. Oh, nice! Thanks. So that's a big that that was from the very beginning. I wanted to incorporate the source and see like how much did this, cause there's many episodes where it has nothing to do with anything other than the title. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, there's a mummy or there's a guy that right. got killed with, you know, uh, a roller skate, whatever. Right. Um, especially, especially later in the show where they kind of really right. went away from a lot, but the mandate was they had to use the titles. Um, and it's funny because sometimes we're like, we wish we would get like a straight retelling of you know the comic. Um, and obviously, you know, for whatever reason at the time, they they did what they did. Um, but yeah, we definitely are very reverent um to the comics, and you know, uh, we've had some a lot of comic creators, and uh, you know, we've talked to Mike Fosberg who did oh. um the comics that were created uh for the shows, and actually, he did like oh, a yeah. picture right behind me. Um, oh, no way for us cool. um in this in the same style with like our we, we send them reference pictures of us um <laughs> but that was that's a huge honor and um yeah, I to go to his house and see a bunch of his art and um yeah. you know just just to plug ourselves which i guess if you're listening you're already more aware of us but we've been posting the art that he's been doing like n never before seen like concept arts and things oh, um and we have some more big stuff coming up but um but yeah we're but again we're here to talk about you so um <laughs> I'm always interested, especially other fans. You know, I am a dad, so I guess I'm oh, a dad from the crypt too. Okay. So you know, yeah, definitely, we'll have to have you on to talk more <laughs> in depth. It's just more just this event came together so quickly. Sure, yeah. Um, I was just like, okay, I want to get the word out. What can I do? And this is like the best thing that we could come up with for now. Um, I really appreciate it. But uh, no, it's a, it sounds like a really fun event. I'm going to be there, and then uh, actually, I got new stickers. So we got Sticker Mule uh, had like a, I'm sure everyone's getting sticker. I don't know if anyone else gets Sticker Mule um, ads on YouTube all the time, but they now have like holographic, like sparkly ones. So whoa. like, yeah, they got me on some specials. <laughs> I ordered a bunch of new nice. stickers. So if you come to the event, you want a sticker that's nice and sparkly. Um, I'll be there. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. it. Should be a good time. Get really, you know, that's like you know, T minus 
eight days before Halloween. So yeah. we're like in the thick of it. It's a great way to start your, I mean, if you're a real Halloween fan, you started in probably what, well, December of last year. Yeah, never but, end. Exactly. <laughs> around. Cyclical. But, um, but no, it's a great way to really start the, the final countdown. Um, and I just want to, you know, just want to clarify too, like the whole, you know, the Tales from the Comic Book Crackdown musical thing, that's a separate, you're not going to see too much of that on Monday. Um, Monday is a straight ahead Halloween stuff. We will be premiering a brand new or a story that we've never done before. Basically, or something. Mm. Um, so three of the stories we've, you know, we've done for years. We, you know, mix it up and stuff like that. Every year we try to do something different, but um, like this year we're really excited to bring um, it's called Nerd. It's a completely insane story. Wait, so this is new to your show or new? New to our store. Okay. No, sorry, new to our show. Sorry, store. What am I talking about? Uh, new to our show, an old, uh, I think this uh, is published August 1954. Okay. Cool. Um, and it's, again, it's um, this Monday, the 23rd. It, mm-hmm. So does the show start at 7.30 or is that the doors open? Show starts at 7.30. Doors open at 6.30. Um, Dynasty typewriter. This is our actually first time we've performed in this space. It's an awesome, beautiful space. And sort of like the the hipster comedy capital of L.A. right now. Um, yeah, look at their website a little bit earlier. It looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got, like, you know, you can get beers, you know, whatever, before the show, and then hang out, see the show. Um, you know, we'll be about a little over, probably like an hour and 15 or something. Cool. Yeah, my, I just have to decide which of my easy comic shirts I want to wear. Because <laughs> shout out, shout out to Fright Rags for those great t-shirts. Oh. I can't get enough of them. Oh my god, absolutely, absolutely. No, I've got, I've got a collection myself. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I encourage everyone to go check out this event again. We're only doing this a few days before the event, but um, mm-hmm. keep go. Uh, what tell us your socials so people can keep track of your other upcoming events. So it's Capt LA, so uh, at Capt LA, C A P T L A. Um, or you can find Tales from the Crackdown or Tales from the Comic Book Crackdown on Instagram and, uh, and Twitter and stuff like that too. But uh, really, just if you follow at Capt LA, um, you'll get connected to all the stuff for this show and then other shows in the future. Um, we, I have to say, um, we, we've been performing together for a long time, like 15 years. Wow. And, uh, and so the group has gone through these changes like a lot of us are parents now and stuff like that so we don't perform as often as we would like so if you come to the show it's a it's like finding a, a rare bird out there um, we also though that means that we don't always keep up with our social media as much uh, we plan to to change that because um it looks like we will be doing a december christmas tales from crypto so keep that in mind okay. um, and, uh, and then, of course in the springtime we'll be sort of Making a big push in 2024 for uh, you know commemorating the the Senate hearings and then musical. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, um, like I said, I'll be there. Maybe I'll see a couple of our listeners there. Come say hi. Um, and with that, we thank you for listening to Dads from the Crypt. <laughs> Follow Dads from the Crypt on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, or I will follow you to the grave. (laughs) No, seriously, you really should watch, but be careful what you ask for.
You may get it. Ha, 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 ha.